Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show with Nancy Hopkins, Walt Silva, and Dolly Howard. This is a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Turn away from disaster, horizon rising side. Choose your heart as a master. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me tonight is Dolly Howard. It's just me and Dolly here. Um... We hope we can entertain you. Just us two. <laughs> entertain you for two you hours. Will... Yeah. When you when you talk and when the music was on, you would cut out every once in a while. I'm going to ask, is, are we sounding okay to y'all in the chat room? I'm just curious. Nice to know. It's okay, everybody time. says that we're good. We're good. Oh, oh yay. Oh, man, I, I started yes. answering oh, Mona, and then there Aquarius and Joan and <laughs> and, Ira, and let's see who else. Yasmin, yeah, everybody said, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. okay, so we're Hooray. good. Yeah, everybody's commenting. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, y'all. See, I love the people who come and chat with us and listen to us on the archives. I know. They're our family. Oh, and we've got 11 speakers and 11 viewers. <laughs> 11, 11. <laughs> That's got to be some kind of significance, I know. 11, 11. <laughs> In the, you know, the tally oh, on hey, the chat. That reminds me. I noticed uh, this morning when you were doing Shanghai Show, the date today is 12 2020 I added up the twos, two, four, guess two, four, six, eight, and then there's two zeros, so it's two, four, six, eight, nine, so it comes to ten. Two, four, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. It comes to twelve, and the month number is 12. Any any numerologists out there, can you tell me what today's date means, if anything? I just happened to notice it and wondered if it means anything. Uh, Joan it means is saying it's it 12, 12 here. What? It's what? 12, 13, it's 12, 12 now, from 13, here. 12. What? Oh, oh, she's telling the time there. Wherever she's at, it's twelve twelve. It was. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Gosh. Isn't that interesting? I don't know. Mona says three four four equals. I. I yeah, I. I don't know enough about numerology to tell you one one way or the other. But it's. Um, I suppose every day is significant if you want to get right down to it. Did you happen to see the Christmas thing? The Christmas star, Dolly. Oh, outside. Yeah, yesterday. No, no I, I didn't. It was a matter of fact. It might be tonight too. Um, 
Well, t- uh, yeah, it, um, Jupiter and Saturn were the closest they've ever been in thousands of years. And somebody was supposing that it could have been the Christmas card, Christmas card, <laughs> the Christmas star, because it's so bright. <clears throat> you know, because you got two of the biggest, well, the two biggest uh, planets out there really on top of each other. So um, I knew about wow. it. Was, I was supposed to, you're supposed to be able to see it at, um, at dusk, looking in towards the west. And so Sandy messaged me at some point and said, wow, you can see it with the naked eye. But I didn't know when she had sent that message, but I read it and I said, oh, I better get out there. And it wasn't dusk, it was dark now. So I go out there and I see this really, really impressive light. And I went, oh my God, that, is that it? And then a couple of seconds later, I realized, no, I think that's a plane. That's a plane, <laughs> so it's not that. <laughs> and then... <laughs> <laughs> then they look around a little more, and I do see a big, big old, you know, planet. Well, uh, you can tell when it's a planet versus a star because a planet doesn't twinkle. So I, I knew that I was looking at, well, oh. Jupiter, I figured, and Saturn right next to it, but Saturn was lost. I could, you know, there's only one light out there. So I'm looking at it, and I'm waiting. At, no, it's not moving. It's not a plane. doesn't have any other lights associated with it. Maybe that's it, you know. And... uh so at that point, I thought, oh, I should get metaphysical or sacred or something or do something. I mean, this is the thousands of years. It might be the Christmas star. You know, I should do something to acknowledge it. And I went, nah. <laughs> I just turned around and walked away. And I thought, wow, thank you, God. We can see the Christmas star. <laughs> well, no, because I, as I walked away, I, I'm mumbling to myself. The only energy I'm really concerned with that seems to be my energy is Gaia's. You know, the stars can do whatever they want, the planets, the stars. the they, All I care about is what Gaia is telling me. You know, how are you feeling, Gaia? You good? <laughs> you know, I'm really, really <laughs> locked into this planet. I realize that you're not, that you think, you, well, you believe you came from someplace else. Uh, Joan said she thought yeah. it was lovely to think it was the Bethlehem star. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to definitely. Which way, which way should I look, Nancy? Well, you'd have to get up and go outside, and you'd be able to have to be able to see the horizon. And let me see, when was it? I think it was after eight o'clock. Could it have been that late? I'm not sure. No, it couldn't have been because yesterday was Monday. I'm still having a problem with days. I don't think you'd see it because I don't know that you would have a complete shot to the horizon. I'm just lucky that now if I go out in my front yard, I can see the horizon for most of you know. I don't know that you would. And then oh, would. yeah, I got trees. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so anyway, um, so it's, what's what do you want to talk about? I mean, we don't have Walt to sound off on here. You know, he's uh, oh wait. Let's talk about Walt. He's not here to defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to say? He's amazing. <laughs> I don't care if he was here or not. Yes, he is. I got nothing to say about him that I wouldn't say to his face. (laughs) Me too. Me too. Oh, jeez. So, uh, well, things have been quiet because uh, with the politics. 
I've been hearing, oh, this is going to happen, that's going to happen, yada, yada, yada. And I sit there and say, we'll see. That's my favorite words anymore. We, we'll see. You, you saw how she came out and said that she believed that there was going to be military, uh, a martial law declared the day after Christmas. And oh, I, the day after Christmas. Yeah, and I just, I, I, I don't have any... I'm not resonating with that anyway, which, you know, nothing, nothing. I have no... No, <clears throat> you, either. Well, you know, it's not It's not so much metaphysics or feeling it out or, you know, I like I say, I don't think you can predict the future. You can only create it. And uh, on the Shungite show, you yes. might have heard that Derek and I were talking about it, that he, uh, I said to him something about, I don't know, reality or something, and he said... Oh, this is going to go on for two more years, and I'm going like, no, 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 <laughs> my timeline. No, I'm not going through this for another two years. <laughs> and um, uh-uh. then he said, um, you know, that, that he said he said every t- <clears throat> every time he would look at the 3D, you know, what 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 can I see? It is it, 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 changing too quickly. There is no, you know, predetermined, and just like, you know, there is no predetermined what's going to happen. And so it's like you've got all these people manifesting or trying to manifest. And so you've got a situation where it's just so discombobulated and changing all the time that I wouldn't trust anybody that said, you know, oh, the spirits talk to me, or oh, I think, or you know, any of that, because it's too. There's too many changes happening instantaneously all over the world every second or more. You know, so yeah, yeah. I just uh, I, I, I don't think anyone can predict it this time. No, but I can look <clears throat> at it as I as if it, it, in the role of uh, an intelligence officer. You know, and. My question, yeah. my question at that point would be, why would you call martial law the day after Christmas? What, what, what would be happening that that would matter? Nothing. Are you going to? Okay, so the enemy is going to attack us when we're least expecting it in the middle of a holiday. Uh, they know we're watching. They know you're prepared. Why would they attempt it? They're not going to surprise anybody. No. So no, that doesn't feel yeah. right either. Um, However, when you when you you look at it, Trump himself, he just he tweeted. I can't remember who told me this, but somebody said no. He tweeted out the statement, "Martial law." Uh, what was it? It was like there were other paths besides martial law to that effect. Um, uh, maybe it was Jan. Maybe oh. we, maybe we heard that on say what? But because I talked to so many people, and I really am getting kind of a information overload. But um yeah and and that that makes sense. I mean I would that's the last thing I would want is martial law. But I'm a, an intelligence officer looking at the game sheet, okay? So back in in uh, the summertime they had all these people going into the streets and rioting and you know, well thankfully the the president couldn't do anything unless the governors asked them to come in. And they didn't. So uh-huh. the American intelligence organization, and I'm not talking CIA or FBI, I'm talking about the Patriots intelligence organization. They were able to watch the enemy. They had videotape of everybody. You don't think that these people can figure out who was there and who was in boss? You know? <laughs> yeah. 
So <clears throat> in doing that, you know, and, and you know, I mean, yes, it, it, he could have pulled some masterful, you know, dominating. I'm going to go in and I'm going to fix this. But the reality is that the enemy is um, so deep, so deep that you really need to be able to let them show themselves. And I think that if I had yep. been, if I had been, I the, agree. If I had been advising the president, I would have said, "Wait and watch." Wait and watch. Because not only was the waiting, you know, because I also, beyond some of the other things I've talked about in the military, I was also involved in psychological warfare. And one of the uh-huh. things you want to do is you, the, the, one of the most important things you need to do is to get the civilians on your side. Okay? So... Uh-huh. By letting this play out, you know that it it freaked out a lot of Americans. You know, who knows without that what the Trump numbers would have really been. I mean, he's, he's, he's easily at 74 million. Forget about Biden. I'll tell you more about that shit in a minute. But the... Um, the concept that, that that Americans saw, oh my God, they're not. What are they doing? They it doesn't make any sense. I think a lot of them woke up and probably voted for Trump because they were they realized that there's something very wrong in those Democratic cities. It wasn't any other cities it was happening in. <laughs> Miami shut it down in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know. So, and the other thing is, is just from from gathering intelligence, you would have watched them. You would have known, you know, I mean, they they undoubtedly have uh, people infiltrated throughout those organizations, you know. So, again, you're not going to surprise the patriots. Um, in my, I would bet that most of those people are already under arrest. Nobody's just talking about it. They're just getting out of the way. So, again, I'm not seeing that, that the Chinese will give us a you know military attack from the Cuba and from Canada as there t- some people are talking about you know nor do I think that the Antifa BMW BMW Black Lives Matter BLM <laughs> <laughs> the BLM people <laughs> well yeah, I'm sorry BLM is just such a it just the, the words the, the tone of it it all sounds kind of like little poopy, you know what I'm saying? Like the bowel move. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's why I always have to hesitate, you know. Well, Mom, I got a stomachache. Did you have a big a bowel movement? A BM? Did you have a BM? At first I didn't know what the hell she was talking about. She was an RN, you know. And then she had to explain it. Did you poop today? Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't remember. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, so anyway, that, that's why I, you, you'll hear me stumble over that thing every time. I just go back to Mom telling me I had to poop. Uh, well, probably that's a really good recommendation <laughs> now too. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it night? <clears throat> huh? There's got to be more people who thought it. We <laughs> both thought that. There's got to be more people. <laughs> well, the young, the old people. <laughs> You know, young <clears throat> young people don't even have the same vocabulary we we have. Hi, Ken. How you doing? Ken Weber just joined. Um, oh, hi. <laughs> yeah, Sam's saying insurrection act isn't martial law. That's absolutely true. Um, okay, so 
but the, the 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 time that I would think that if there was going to be some you know really radical kind of thing that happens would be after January sixth. Now, what happened in on the fourteenth is that the people representing every state, the electoral college, got together and they certified Biden as being the uh, president elect. <clears throat> However, that certification needs to be recertified by the Congress. And if one member of the House or one member of the Senate says, I won't certify this, then they have to go into a very, again, a word convoluted um, procedure. And I was reading about it a little bit ago. I'm going, let me go back and take another look at this so I can really tell these people what this is about. And the more I read, the more confused I got. (laughs) So... You know, it's like one of those situations where, okay, so so now the, the House adjourns and the Senate adjourns and they all go into their own little concaves and they start talking about, well, will we, this is what I'm understanding, okay, will we um, agree with this guy that wants to stop this certification? You know, and if... If at that point both the Senate and the House comes back and says, "Gee, you know something? We're not going. We're just going to dismiss this." I think it can be dis- those two people could be dismissed, you know, from it, but that they would vote it in anyway. And this is all because they were talking about historical legal precedents, and I just didn't have the patience to run down every. <laughs> what the heck are they talking about? But that's that's one thing that could happen. But let's say they go into their different chambers and all of a sudden they're going like, you know, the Republicans are, you know, the good good, good Republicans, the ones that got balls or not. Um, they, those people, they can say, no, we, we, we're not going to certify this. Okay, so let's say the Senate says, no, we're not going to certify this. But the House says, oh, we're going to certify. Well, that still doesn't seem to be enough to certify. You have to have both houses agreeing. So then they can go into yeah. a, a new situation where the Congress itself takes a vote on who won the, the the election. And in that case, what supposedly it is, is that each state gets one vote. And in that case, the Republicans way outnumber the Democrats. Um... It's just, you know, that, but but anyway, so at that point in the game, when you've got that kind of, you know, no, we're going to, well, then maybe if there are still bad guys organized out there, maybe then they'd be trying something, you know. Um, maybe they 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 would have it, you know, maybe somebody's going to try a false flag, but I don't think so. I mean, I think we're beyond false flags. So my suspicion is, is that yeah, there, if... If martial law had to be called forth, um, it wouldn't come until after January 6th. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen either. I think he's got a lot of ways of being able to legally, because he, you know, legally he cannot leave the presidency, in my opinion. He took an oath to protect the Constitution and the Republic. And if these people get in, we're the republic's gone. So how could he he turn his back on his oath of office? 
you know, regardless of what history thinks or what anybody in the media thinks. Um, now, to, to give you... Oh, dear, did I do that? I had that one up there, and I, then I changed it. Just a second. I'm hoping it's coming up. Come on, you can do this. Okay, this was this was pretty amazing to me. <laughs> now this, and this is the the title of it. Okay, PepsiCo, Pepsi, 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 Cola, IBM, Mars Food, Dow Chemical. All of them are infiltrated by CCP. That's the communist, the Chinese Communist Party loyalists. IBM sold early computing machines to the Nazis to process the Jews for extermination. Now, that's, that's kind of not in the story. Uh, that was the headline because, I guess, um, Mike Adams wanted to make that point that, you know, these people have been doing really bad things for a very long time. But it's from the Epic Times, okay, that newspaper that's just, you know, it's got a lot of traction now, but it's, it's fairly new. And huh? what? Did you want to say something? I knew nothing about that one. Okay. Oh. No, oh. no, I just had, oh. Okay, so this is. I'm this, telling you, I'm having trouble with my, with my hearing you. You're hearing, uh, you're, you're hearing. I'm delayed for you. Okay, so. I we, am delayed for you to hear me. Okay, so you want to try to reset the call? And then, I think so. All right. Because if you're, I'm having a hell of a time. No, uh, see, I'm not. So let's just reset the call. Hang in there, everybody. We're going to reset the call. Don't know if it'll work, but we'll give it a I'm try. I'm going to unplug and plug in again. Okay. All right, okay. I'll give you a couple minutes, okay? Unplug. Okay, I just hung up on her. We'll give her a couple minutes there. It's just just one of those things. Just one of those things. Okay, can Hello? you hear? Can you hear me? Hello. Yes. One, yes. Two, one, can two, you three. hear me? Yes. Hey, okay. <coughs> okay. Okay. Go ahead. Come. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Are you having I any? heard it all the way through. Okay. All right. We're probably good then. Oh, there you went again. No. <laughs> no. But it's, I'll, I'll just try to bear with it, okay? I try my best. Because I'm not having any trouble with you whatsoever. Oh, well, that's good. Okay. So and the people aren't having trouble listening. Right. So... Okay, so we'll just go very. We'll go very slowly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So no, I'm not a clone. <laughs> so I'm going to finish that little discussion about these companies. What? Yes, please. What seems to be happening is that there was some kind of. Uh, you know, what do they call it, a, a, a secret thing that got out. <laughs> what, what do they call it? Let me go back to that article and say, uh, okay. Did it, did it, did it. Okay. Oh, secret thing that got out? Yeah. Okay. Um, details? <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, 
Okay. Jeez, he's okay. He's telling me here it is. Okay. Um, leaked, leaked, leaked. Okay, so there was a leak, and oh, oh. and it had party CCP party affiliates. Okay, and these CCP communist Chinese Communist Party affiliates, meaning that this is uh, like a little group of the party. Okay, every time you've got three CCP members in a company, you have to start up a party affiliation thing. And somebody leaked the party affiliation groups in all of those companies and many, many more, you know, thousands of them, all across the United States. So you got all these industries that have officially, on the Chinese records, CCP groups working at these different companies. So what we got here is we've got a complete infiltration of China throughout our economic system. There's all these people that belong to the Chinese party, and I know that Facebook has got a bunch of people, Chinese. I got nothing against the Chinese people. I got a lot against the Chinese Communist Party, you know, because they've taken communism that was a utopian vision that would probably never, never be touched, calling it communism. It's not even good socialism. It's just an authoritarian group that's totalitarian and inhumane that, you know, is touting communism. There's nothing theoretically wrong with communism, you know, as, as a desired state where everybody is taking care of everybody. Nice place to be. No enemies. That's not what we got here. We got people taking on a certain... Uh, presentation, a certain theoretic, oh, I believe in this. And all they're doing is using a weakness in human beings, and that weakness is the desire to help everybody else. I mean, they're working against the, the human nature. You know, you see somebody fall down and get hurt. Most people want to help. You know, some people will say, oh, good for that, yeah, 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 you know. I mean, you got that kind of crazy-ass people. But the vast majority of humans want to help. That's the, the instinct of a real human being, in my opinion. And that's not what these people are about. And they can call themselves CCP or they can call themselves Antifa. It's the same group of people. They really don't have a good foundation to their belief system because if they did they would say well, this is crazy <laughs> it doesn't make any sense yeah so um anyway they're all through the they're all through the economy they're all through the culture they're all over the place and they've bought and sold all sorts of you know if you're only concerned about money and you want to make movies, well, you want to make sure that you got the Chinese because there's more Chinese watching movies than anyplace else. If that's your only motivation is money, then you'll do anything. 
You know, you don't have any loyalty. I want to say something before I forget. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I saw or I heard today that the Facebook dude is going to sell his stock because he knows it's going to go down. And I also saw on TV on one of the news things that Google and no, no, the t- two talky ones, Facebook and and Twitter maybe, are gonna back. They're gonna merge their advertising. Somebody's who's big is going to merge advertising. It might be Google with Facebook or their <clears throat> point being they're starting to get scared themselves, these moguls, the, the control peoples, and they're starting to merge with each other because they're thinking, well, if we're together, then then they can't win over us so you might want to keep an eye out on that kind of news or you might not I just thought I'd throw that out there to let people know they're really getting scared it's hard to figure out what's going to happen again you know I'm not going to run out and sell my Facebook stock (laughs) you know it's like (laughs) It, it, you know, we can make we can we we can make these these things. It doesn't matter. They're all stories. They're stories. We have to really focus on yeah. what do we want our story to say because we have the dominating story. I believe there's more of us kind of guys than there are of them kind of guys. Now, them kind of guys have been planning and, you know, lurking in the background and taking over this company and that company and this guy and that guy, you know, but they didn't take us over. Not yet. And that's why the president will not leave that office. I will be extremely disappointed because if he's, if he does, well, <laughs> so it's the, there's no going back. We'll be, you know, Venezuela in a couple of years. We won't see the next election. It'll be that swift. You ask yeah. the you ask the people in Venezuela. You know, one year they were doing fine. They were the best. They had more money, more everything. And you know, two years later, they're 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 starving to death. Doesn't take much. Yeah. So. No, it doesn't. And we've got more than enough because we, you know, reality is what you think it is. And if you think it's doom and gloom and going to last for two years, well, that's what you're going to get. If you think, wow, this is waking people up. Are they awake yet? Please, tell me they're awake. How much farther do we have to take this before everybody goes, holy moly, what the hell were we doing? Yeah, <laughs> amen. You know what Jeez. Yes. <laughs> what I was saying yeah. here? It's like, good uh-huh. Lord. So... So anyway, that 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 was I found that very interesting that um you know that that well epic no I what I epic epic news times epic times 
I really should start reading that. That that paper seems to be. Um, well, I don't know if you get it as a paper thing. I think it's a, a digital thing. But they do seem to be really on target with a lot of the... I mean, Jan will cite them quite often. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've heard her say that, yeah. Uh-huh. So... Uh-huh. Ah, lordy, lordy. Um, you... We can read it online, that epic thing? Yeah, I believe so. I haven't really... Well, it, it, nice. there's, there's so many places that I would put my money if I had the time to look at them. You know, it's like I can't, I can't spend all this money supporting other people when I don't have the time to look at what they're doing. <laughs> there's just so much right. information. I liked it when I was was sitting. I only have so much money to put it anywhere. <laughs> well, you know, when I yeah. worked as the, you know, the office manager of that grenade making place, um, once I the first four years were trying to learn the business, trying to revamp everything they had. Everything is well, it was a terrible mess. But after four years, I had it pretty down, you know, and. We weren't, if you get, if, well, you know, sometimes we'd have, you know, 30,000 grenade launchers. That would, you know, get you busy. But, you know, for most of the time, it was like he, they're trying to sell them, and I'm just waiting for them to sell them to go into action again. So I got paid to sit in front of a computer and research, research, research. I mean, my boss would walk into the my office, and the door he would come through, he could see that what the screen was. I've got a huge, huge screen, you know, and he'd, he'd know it was Facebook, and he'd say, uh, "Can I bother you for a minute?" <laughs> you know, yeah, what do you want? What can I do for you? You know. So, I mean, I wrote the nine eleven crusade in that job. You know, I, I got paid to be there, and I wrote a book while I was there. I mean, how? What kind of a better job do you want than that? So now I don't even have that job, and there's just so much information that it's overwhelming. Well, you know, you pick and choose. And it seems to come in spurts. Yeah, yeah. You get it all at once, and then it'll go away, nothing. And then you get a whole bunch more dump, and then nothing for a while. Yeah. Yep, yep, and yep. I went. I went to uh, Q's page, and he hadn't posted in a while. And uh, it said on there, "Remember when it's quiet?" How, how did it say it? Let me look here. Misquote myself or Q. Uh, Congress counts electoral votes and declares results. In 14D, 18H, and 16M, whatever that means. Let's see. <clears throat> Q has been dark for 14 days at times. Q strategically goes dark for days, weeks, months. Often when Q is dark, major military militant ops are occurring behind the scenes. Do not mistake science for inaction. No, silence for inaction. 
great time to reread old drops. Enjoy them. And it also says in in another square, big protest in D.C. National Mall on January 6th. Be there. Will be wild with exclamation mark. And at real Donald Trump evidently said that. Ride, ride, cheering information. Oh, and it gives a, it gives a link to where you can go to the, uh, let me, let me do it so I can maybe put it in the chat room. Patriot Caravans for 45, 45 being Trump. I learned that. I didn't know it before. Let's see. Copy. I'm going to try to paste this in the chat room for those who want to see it. Looks like a pretty exciting sight to me. (gasps) It went in. Yes. (laughs) I did it. Now you all can go and look at that Patriot Caravans for 45 that I got from Q. Um, So I did what I was trying to get to was they haven't done said anything for those days and it even says right there remember when we go quiet things are happening so for us we think nothing's happening (laughs) whereas I'm believing behind the scenes there must be a lot going on y'all a lot No, I don't know how I got off track. I lost myself somewhere. Uh, You were talking about Q. (laughs) That's all I remember. (laughs) I remember what you were doing before that. Okay. I don't Uh, either. (laughs) Um... So there's there's a bunch of things happening. I mean, my gosh. We could sit here and we could tell the stories like Jan does, but the fact of the matter is is that we just don't know, do we? Nope. I don't. So what do you want to see happen? <laughs> you won't like my answer. You never like it when I bring that one topic up. <laughs> what topic is that? I I want to see the bad dudes go before the firing squads. <laughs> Period. Well, according to Ani, don't you even like? It. Well, according to Ani Avedisian, that's required by their own belief system that they can't stop doing evil unless they're exterminated. And see, that's exactly what I believe and I have always believed they can not stop once they get as deep as they are they don't know how to stop, they don't want to stop they they aren't interested in stopping, they want to stop <laughs> it's just, that's the way it seems to go in, in when I look at it <clears throat> but um, 
we'll have to see because who was it? Annie, Annie or uh, uh, Jan mentioned that Trump was putting in the, the uh, law where they could do the executions that way. <coughs> yeah. Um, I just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so many things. So many things come into to my head. Um, okay, I, I, you you know that I believe that you know you know that in my soul experienced the the life of Patton. Um, yes. And Patton was a, a metaphysician. He believed in reincarnation. He could remember past lifetimes. And I'm not sure how intensely he might have understood mediumships or, you know, all of the, I don't know how deep it was in there, but he definitely uh, remembered reincarnation. He was also read into the, by Churchill. Uh, Churchill was approached by this guy that worked for the Germans. He was English, but he had been with the Germans for a very long time, and he had been working in their... Uh, this, they had a department that was just filled with psychics. So the military would plan, you know, operations, but the psychics would take readings on whether this was a good thing to do or a bad thing to do. Uh, to give you a, an example, this is this is one of the really wild stories of, of World War Two. So what happened was that this this Englishman. He uh, goes to Churchill, and he tells Churchill a story. Now, the Englishman himself, years later, <clears throat> I mean, like, years later, like, probably in the 70s, met a man named uh, Ravenscroft. And he, this guy, whose name I can't remember, I can only remember Ravenscroft, he's the author, so this guy tells the story to Ravenscroft, who then proceeds to write the, the book, The Spear of Destiny. And it's the story of this man's life, you know, as how he got involved with, with Germany and Hitler and all of this other side of the story in World War II. But, you know, came out of it with enough integrity and understanding of what was happening to go to Churchill and say, dude, i got to tell you a story. <laughs> now, the story that he tells is a story about the Spear of Destiny. And the Spear of Destiny comes about in historical reference as best as I... And remember, I did most of this research back before the Internet. There may be a lot of information that's come out since then. But my experience has been that things that I said without the Internet... I've never had anybody dispute what I said. I get a lot more confirmation that what I said was true. And I feel that I was very much being guided to, to the information. And for all I know, that was the influence of George Patton. You know, because so much of my... I mean, I went into the military. I, I grew up in Massachusetts. His wife was from Massachusetts. Uh, I... I, I the the connection between Luke Short and and things in in Patton's life, 
that mirror, mirrored, you know, things about short. I mean, all of this makes me absolutely believe that, you know, somehow or another, Patton is a character from history that is in my soul's memory and that I've been able to access it and, in fact, sometimes channel that energy. Like if I was being um, challenged by some officer, <laughs> an officer of you know, higher rank, if they were challenging me, um, me, Nancy, you know, I don't really like confrontations and stuff, so I'd sort of like take a little back step and all of a sudden I'd be like at this guy's throat because by taking the back step and letting George Patton come through, you know, George could articulate in military terms, you know, why Nancy was right <laughs> and this other guy wasn't. And so many people saw this weird transformation that would happen that worked with me um, that, you know, my my direct staff, you know, they'd say, holy crap, what you just doing there? You know, and I said, oh, it's George Patton coming through, you know, and I'd explain it to them because I really hired them because they I could teach them telepathy. They were, they were hand-picked, my staff was, by myself. Uh, oh, it's George Patton, you know. And so sometimes they'd say, hey, let George come out. This guy's an idiot, <laughs> you know. I mean, so it was a running kind of jo- <laughs> joke joke that we had, you know. Um, I'll tell you, a funny one was when I was at, um, oh, what was the name of that place? It was in uh, uh, Texas, El Paso, I think it was. No, what was it? Jeez, uh, I'll think of it. But... This, I went to this particular um, fort, Fort Hood, and I'm at Fort Hood, and um, I'm with some, you know, people that were officers there and stuff. I, I don't know. I give some presentation, and so they're saying to me, hey, do you want to meet George Patton's uh, son? Because he was the commander of the, of the Fort Hood at that time. And we were, we, they said that to me when we had been drinking for hours, <laughs> you know? And when they said it to me, I said, oh, hell no, I didn't like him when he was my son. Why would I want to meet him now? <laughs> you know, and these guys, these guys look at me like, what? What'd you just say? And I'm going like, oh, even through the, through the alcohol, I'm going like, no, I shouldn't have said that. Not the right group of people. <laughs> you know, but because I was half in the bag, you know, George just said, no, oh, you know, he's the one that answered. <laughs> so I didn't know he didn't like his son. <clears throat> so. Anyway, so <laughs> this connection, this connection that I have with with George, um, goes down to weird things like I've been in over twenty five automobile accidents. I, I'd get banged up, but nobody ever got hurt. But twenty five, think of the, think of the odds <clears throat> of that many, and and you know a couple of them were my fault, but most of them were not, and. I'm like, the last one I had, I was like, no, because I, I, I don't even get into the details, but it was like, it was like I felt this guy was chasing me around in circles and then, you know, crashed into the back of my car. I kept trying to get away from him. He was just a, a total lunatic. But after that, I'm going like, no, this doesn't make any sense to me. This statistically just doesn't make any sense. I'm missing something. What am I missing? Why do I have to go through all these car accidents? And within, <laughs> you know, a very short period of time, I mean, I'm talking days, you know, I get this 
uh, YouTube. Somebody, you know, hey, look at this, you know, and I look at this thing, and it's this guy that's standing up in front of a very small group of people. I don't even know what they were supposedly doing. And I guess listening to him. And he proceeded to uh, confess that he had assassinated George Patton because uh, in, that that what had happened was that the the um i knew he that he had been in a car accident and that he died of complications that's all i knew i never focused on the car accident it was actually a truck came out and hit his uh he had a huge staff car and this truck came barreling out and slammed into the car and according to this guy he uh that was all staged and um, he walked up to the car where everybody in the car was dazed because of the, you know, force of the accident. And he uh, took a plunger and put it into uh, the general's neck, making, paralyzing him. And um, because it was kind of like, why was George so severely hurt and nobody else in the car was? And, and he claimed that, you know, and he goes in. You mean in, like a toilet plunger? No, honey, like a, a plunger, like a bullet. But instead of it being bang from, you know, explosive, it's in a sp spring. And, you you know, you punch the spring oh, and this thing. those things. Yeah, it's a silent killer and it can break a bone and, you know, like nothing. And so he just put it up against his neck, oh. pulled the plunger and boom, broke his neck. Um, so... <laughs> But at that time, we have um, Patton, who is coming to a realization that even though he had won the war, he you know he realized no, we won the battle, we didn't win the war, and he began to perceive the deep dark evil that was behind the the Nazis of of Germany at that time, and. When he was virtually the last thing that, that he said, he said to his wife, and he said, um, he said, it's too hard. And then he said, no, it's too dark. And I think that Patton came, Patton came away with that. And I think he was not alone. I think a lot of, you know, high-level generals of, of the Allies realized when they saw what, what Germany really was which was a completely, the, the people there were so controlled. You know, they were controlled by mind control, the continual, you know, the Nazi party's the greatest party, Germany's got this, all, all this stuff, you know, the same kind of crap that they'll feed you in different ways, but they'll give you a story that, you know, gets you all riled up and following them. Or they just get you so put in a state of such fear that you can't think anyway. And they realized it was not the German people. It was this really evil thing that had taken over the German people. So when I look at the situation that I see, I see it as a continuation of World War II. And beyond that, it goes back farther and farther and farther. And I sort of got off a track of telling you the, the Spear of Destiny story. But um, we're at the top of the hour, so we'll take a, a break here. And um, do you want me to... I'm going to... Uh, okay, go uh, ahead. Uh, restart my computer while we're on break. Okay. And do you want to hear the, the Moron Brothers? 
The toilet paper one? Warren Brothers. <laughs> the toilet paper? <laughs> yeah. You want to hear that again? <laughs> yeah. Okay, four minutes. Yeah. We'll be right back. Oh, shit. Never mind. Wait a minute. Hold a minute. I did this the last time, too. Ah, we might not do that one. What are we going to do here? Because it, it, what happened is I renamed it, and it's not in there anymore, and it's it's very... St- okay. Oh, okay. All right, so I'm going to play Soldier Boy by Joan. Okay. Summer day, he walks through the fields With his white shirt Gleaming in the sun In his young song He sings for blackbirds With his white shirt on Winter day He walks through the mires With his green shirt Bloody to the seams In his sad song He sings for company With his green shirt on Soldier boy, you've had enough of war Soldier boy, your soft heart broken too From all that you've seen and all that you've felt My soldier boy Spring day, he walks through the air With his glad heart open to the sky In his tender song he sings for his love With his glad heart on Autumn day he walks through the leaves With his dark heart open to the clay In his sorrow song he sings for love's love With his Dark heart on Soldier boy You've had enough of war Soldier boy Your glass heart broken too From all that you've seen And all that you felt My soldier boy Someday he'll walk through the fields With his white shirt gleaming in the sun In his happy song he'll sing with blackbirds With his glad heart on And someday we'll walk through those fields With our glad hearts open to the sky In our happy songs we'll sing to blackbirds With our glad hearts on Soldier boy, I've had enough of war Soldier boy, my soft heart broken too From all that I've seen And all that I've felt My soldier boy Thank you. 
my soldier boy. And welcome back to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's December 22nd, 2020. My name's Nancy Hopkins. Um, I'm here by myself because I guess I have to call Dolly here. Let me try calling her. I just realized that I got so into the song. Thank you, Joan. Thank you very much. Okay, so hopefully Dolly's going to pick up. She may not. Maybe the reboot on the computer's taking longer. Dolly isn't online, so okie dokie. So, we're going to, well, it's just me here. We'll see if she gets back up. Um, Okay, so let me go back over to, oh, yeah, somebody put up the toilet paper (laughs) mystery. Yeah, it's uh, a funny song, and it'll make you really make sure you got a lot of toilet paper. Okay, she says she's on her way in. Clear that. All right. Um, any Christmas messages from the angels? We'll ask her when she gets back, Sam. Uh, Nobody's asking questions. Oh, it looks like Trump is letting the Biden administration believe that they won, and that will bring out the ones that have been playing both sides. Yeah, it seems like that. seems like that, Fernando. Yep. So, um... Okay, so I was telling you about the um, the Spear of Destiny story. And Dolly's probably heard it a few times. I just don't know where she is. Maybe I should go over here and look. Dolly isn't on mine. Okay. Um, it starts with Adolf Hitler in Vienna. And he's, it's after World War I. He had been a soldier with the German army. He had been gassed and was one of very few people in that particular attack to have survived. But he had maybe some issues, but something happened to him that who knows if it was that, if that just happened to be a thing that happened. But after that, he um, he seemed to be much more psychically inclined. To make a long story short, Short. What happened was that he went to the Hofburg's Museum in Vienna, and there was a artifact that was the Spear of Destiny. He had, he had no knowledge of what it was until he took a look at it, and all of a sudden went through some transformation. That's all we really know. Something happened to him, and he really began to understand the power of this artifact and he became obsessed with it now he's he's a poor he's poor he's actually doing art and selling like little postcard sized pieces of art that's how he was surviving but he went to a um a book dealer and he essentially took a book that he had and traded it in for a new book And when he got the new book, he left the old one there with the man who was the owned that bookstore. Well, that guy, I can't think of his name, begins with a P. That guy was uh, involved with the Thule Gestalt of Germany, which was uh, an occult group. They studied occultism. They were bankers. They were industrialists. They were 
you know, uh, what we would think of as the deep stake, the dark, the dark side, you know. The darkies, darkies is, <laughs> uh, is, uh, Christia. Okay, she says she's here. Okay, so let me give her a call. And let's see. Hello. Can you hear me? I better unmute her. Are you there? <laughs> oh, jeez. Yes. Okay. I was saying hello. Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I went through all this for nothing. <laughs> no, I can hear you perfectly. Um, oh. Are you hearing me okay? Yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. Okay. I, I couldn't take it anymore. I, I just couldn't take it anymore. It was getting worse and worse. Uh-huh. Well, you're good so. now, right? Yeah. All right. I was just I was just beginning the story of the Spear of Destiny and how Adolf Hitler found it in the Hofburg's Museum in Vienna, and he he went through some transformation, and at, right in that same time frame he took a book to Pritzer that was the guy's name, he goes to this uh, bookstore and he gives it to Pritzer and Pritzer is a member of the Fool Gestalt, and one of those let's say. I don't even know what you'd call it, kind of tenets of the full Gestalt theory was that a Messiah-type person would um, be made known to them and he would become the uh, leader of Germany and lead Germany into world conquest. This was part of their doctrine. And based on what Pritzer found in this book that Adolf Hitler had given him, in the in the you know all through the book is handwritten things about about the book, and it was a it was a metaphysical you know psychic kind of book. I don't even remember if they named it, but it was the the amounts the immense amount of seemingly profound information that Hitler had written in all through this book that made him say, you guys better pay attention to this guy. This guy may be the Messiah that we've been looking for. <laughs> and that's how that's how Hitler was brought into power. It wasn't like he was, you know, got involved with the brown shirts like you hear, and, you know, he led them to, to become the Nazi. But not, none of that happened. He was handpicked by industrialists and in, 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 uh, bankers and the nobility of Germany to become the head of Germany and take over the world. Uh-huh. So... In Hitler's mind, all of this starts with the Spear of Destiny. So he does a lot of research into the Spear, and he finds out that where it shows up historically is at the crucifixion of Christ. And Cassius Longinus was a centurion, which is a captain in the Roman army. He had apparently cataracts, and because he wasn't seeing so well, he was put on this really lame you know, go out there and be the boss of this crucifixion, these crucifixions, not go into battle and be who he was. So he was a very frustrated human being to begin with, and now he's he's at this crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Well, something happened to him. And as the crucifixion is playing out, you have a, a requirement that Jesus died before sundown. Yeah. Now, that's not Roman law. Roman law says that you don't take them down until they're dead, and if it takes a week, it takes a week. You don't I thought take it them was down. Jewish law. 
Well, Roman law says, because it was under Roman crucifixion, that you don't take them down. But because of some stipulation, maybe the Jewish priests or whatever, but it shouldn't have happened. But it did. It was stipulated that he would be, if he wasn't dead before the sun was going down, that they were going to break his legs. Now, when you got your arms outstretched and you're on this, this cross thing, to breathe, you really have to put pressure on your feet to be able to, you know, breathe. And if your legs are broken, you suffocate. What it does is it lifts your body so you, you your diaphragm will work. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so this is, is going on. But at the same time, um, Longinus is having this mystical experience with the man on the cross and he becomes totally you know this is a soldier that's seen a lot of death and a lot of crucifixions at this point but he's so moved by this man on the on the cross that all he can think of is to stop the suffering and so he uses the spear of destiny and pierces the side of jesus who then you know succumbs in apparent death uh, but at the same time, there is this uh, discharge from his body of blood and water that hit Longinus. And as soon as he got hit with this, you know, the, the, the historical book says that when the blood and water hit him in the eyes, that then he could see. My, I think that he could see before that. I think his sight was given back to him so that he could see into the eyes of Jesus. That's what I think happened. And so that, you know, the, this, because, that, you know, all of a sudden he kills this guy and now he can see. Um, and Longinus himself, went, the rest of his life in, in the documents that I've been able to, to find about his, his later life, which are very scant information, um, he was miserable. He believed that he had done something terribly bad in killing Jesus. Um, oh, he didn't know he was supposed to. Oh. No, no, he didn't. And um, But that's when the, the Spear of Destiny starts out. That's where you first hear of it. I've never been able to get beat before. Why? Supposedly it's the Jewish ceremonial spear, so why isn't there any information that maybe there is now? But when I was looking at it, I couldn't find it. And I'm going, so just all of a sudden this thing you know, starts up. You know, What's this about? Um, I've got my own version of, of what happened that day, but the spear itself ends up in France. Now, the story goes that Mary Magdalene was actually Jesus' wife and either already had a child by him or was pregnant with him, with the child. Some people will tell you that Jesus went back there with her, you know, to France and stuff. I, I don't think that happened, but that's just me. Um, but Mary Magdalene ends up in France, as does the Spear of Destiny. So one of the first things that, and then the spear, okay, the spear goes to the Merovingians, and then the Merovingians pass it on to the Charlemagne. Charlemagne passes it on to essentially his... Uh, his 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 empire was was broken up under his sons. I think there were three of them, maybe four. And so you got like Hungary, Germany, and you got somebody in France, and you got you know different places have got the sons of Charlemagne. So the Charlemagne Empire is still sort of existing, but the spear ends up with the German family and ends up 
in in the Habsburg Museum where Hitler sees it. Okay. Gee, wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. So one of the the things about well Charlemagne himself that was his spear. I mean, he he always had that. He, they knew the mystical qualities of the spear of destiny. Now, the, what he saw in the in the treasure house was just the spear point. I mean, the wooden staff that it was on wasn't there. It's just the spear point. Um, but when he became chancellor of uh, Germany, the first thing he did um, was go to Austria the next day himself with an entourage, and they went to the, tr- the museum and they took the Spear of Destiny, claimed it as his own. And also at that time, they managed to get the Habsburg royal regalia, the crowns and all this other stuff. You know, they had that too. So it was this massive collection of artifacts that was housed in the Nuremberg Church, the big, huge cathedral of Nuremberg. It was housed in there. Uh, Probably under the assumption that the good guys, the allies, weren't going to bomb a church. But <laughs> they bombed the church. <laughs> now, up until that point, you have a situation where the Germans are being very, 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 very successful. Every military operation that they did, they just walked over everybody. So the Germans were planning on attacking Russia. And we got our friend that had been part of the German hierarchs and that had gone back to Britain told told Churchill this story. This guy's crazy. He thinks the spirit of destiny is, you know, giving him the right to rule the world and he might be right because listen to the history of it. Now I don't know if Churchill believed the story, but it didn't matter to him whether it was true or not. What he knew was that Hitler believed it. Uh-huh. And he understood now how and you know it wasn't like occultism was a secret thing at that time there were all sorts of very very powerful people involved in a number of very very powerful groups that were occult based the golden dawn for one the thule gestalt there's i mean there's many many of them so in that time period especially in the 30s this was a known thing okay but Again, Churchill just knew that if he could take away this talisman of power, that it would psychologically, hopefully, damage the Germans' high command, Hitler himself. You know, oh my God, we've lost our ability to be the world conquerors. So there was um, certain people that were read into this, we've got to get this spear. And one of them was George Patton. And it just so happens that George was, in, you know, he was with the um, Third Army at the time, and he, he, some some soldiers from that had been captured. I, I don't know if they were. I think they were air aircraft people, but they they had been in Germany and they heard rumors of a vast treasure that was somehow in Nuremberg. That that you know, and so. When this information got into George's attention, you know, because they 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 escaped, they got to American lines, they start, you know, being uh, debriefed, 
and they'd come up with this story, and George hears about it, and so he's like, oh, man, you know, Nuremberg. It's in Nuremberg. we got to get there. And so he was frantically trying to move the Allied forces fast through the south so that he could get to Nuremberg. Um, there's, there's, you know, people don't understand what, what ha- why he was so, you know, just hell-bent on, on being the first to get to Berlin. It wasn't Berlin he was after, it was Nuremberg. Uh. So he gets, he gets there, um, the seventh, by that time it's the seventh army is, is, is got there in Nuremberg and was holding Nuremberg. And some American soldiers, I, I, I've seen the actual report that they made. I'm not sure if they were looting or just happened to have, you know, fall into the situation. But they saw a break in the uh, landscape on a street. Like, all of a sudden there's like, why is that hole there? And <laughs> when they looked further into it, it was a tunnel. And when they got to the end of this tunnel, there was a vault, a door. A vault door, like a bank vault door, huge. Uh-huh. So they went back and they reported this to uh, the Nuremberg High Command uh, of the Seventh Army, and at the exact time that is listed on their report, Adolf Hitler put a bullet in his head. No. Yeah, exact time. I don't believe that. Yeah. So you have to wonder, you know, what was that all about? But, in fact, when they finally were able to open up that vault, the Spear of Destiny was in there. That's where the Spear of Destiny was. You believe Hitler killed himself? Yeah. Mm, I don't. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people don't, but for this story, Dolly, yes, he killed himself. Oh, oh, okay. So, that's a shame he killed himself. <laughs> he, knew, he knew he couldn't, he had lost the spear and it was all over, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, that's a nice story, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But the thing of it is, is that um, it was, George Patton was the only American dignitary to go to that vault and see what was inside. And uh, he was specifically going to essentially claim the Spear of Destiny for the Americans. Now, how could he have done that? Because uh, it never got to America. No, it didn't, because George Patton was assassinated. Yeah. What actually happened was that when he walked into the uh, chamber... um, he didn't. He, he knew where the. He could feel it. He knew where the spear was, and he virtually walked up to it. And he's having a, a, a an amazing trance out, mystical experience with it. And all of a sudden, he just said, "It's fake," and he walked away. Really? Uh huh. Now, now, who said that? Pat? Patton said that. Patton thought it was a fake. But I think that it wasn't a fake. I think no, that no. I think that what happened was that the powers that be, whatever power is behind whatever the power is in the spear, and you know, you got an awful lot of people that have believed this for thousands of years. It's one of those secret stories that everybody that's anybody in the research business really sort of knows. But the full implications of it is like, uh, 
it's a pretty big story. And <laughs> so what happened was, in my opinion, was that George... George was at that moment used by the powers to be to strip the power out of the spear. When he walked away, he was carrying the signature of the spear of destiny inside his own body. Now, I know, hey, remember, we're on sci-fi here. This is sci-fi reality. Don't, you know. He actually had the, the because it's all energy, you know. He had it inside of him. He didn't know it. But that's the way that they were able to capture the essence of the Spear of Destiny and take it away from the object that had been holding that signature. And so the Spear of Destiny is not in the hands of the bad guys. They think it is, but it's not. So where is it? Well, what happened was... The reason I think that this story is probably true, back in 2012, I think it was, Jean Rockefeller calls me and she said, you got 20 minutes. And I said, 20 minutes? It's like 8 o'clock at night. 20 minutes for what? She said, you've got the Spear of Destiny in your house. She said, but I have no idea what the Spear of Destiny even is or means. She just gotten a download from Jack. Oh. So I said, you have no idea what the Spear of Destiny is, but you're telling me that I have it. She said, yes, and it's in three pieces. She said, you've got to go get those three pieces, put them back together again, and you've got to do it in 20 minutes because of, and I don't even remember what explanation she gave me. So I hang up with her, and I'm going like, uh... Okay, where do I start? I've got probably a thousand different pieces of mineral, you know, everything in this. Where do I start? And boom, all of a sudden I start getting this picture in my head. And I went, well, I know where that one is. And I go and I get it. And then I go, boom, another picture. And I went, okay. And then I get this third picture and I go through the house. I got 20 minutes. I'm going through. This is a major, a major court just powerful, powerful thing. And I'm going, well, I, there's only certain places that I would put this. I go to these places. I don't I don't find it. And I'm like, where the hell is this? I, I got, and I, so I sit down and I said, okay, you guys. I said, if you want me to do this, you got to show me where this is. And all of a sudden, I like start staring at this. I, it was a, a, a dome, like a glass dome, like, you know, in Frankenstein movies that they would have electricity going in these inside of these things, uh-huh. you know, like yes. in a science. Okay, so I got one of those, and it's underneath the fish tank, and it's filled with amethyst. Okay, oh, wow. that's, all, that's all that's in there is amethyst. That's all I ever put in there in am- was amethyst. And in the middle of this is this quartz <laughs> point that's about, you know, oh, about six inches long and about three and a half inches thick, sitting in the in something that only had amethyst in it. And I went, oh, okay, that's an interesting way of getting it to me. So I go in there and I pull it out. And uh, then I had to essentially get all these three together. And I have a, um, a very magical gift from Jack that I'd been gifted some, some time before that. And it's... Um, 
oh, I don't even know what you'd call it, but it's like a, a little rod thing that's got all sorts of magical stuff on it. So I said, okay, you want me to put it on there. So now i got to take and tie these <clears throat> crystals on this staff thing that's got Jack's magic in it. And I can't get these things to stay put. You know, it just wasn't coming together. And I said, okay, you guys want this done? Then you better do it because I don't seem to be having any luck at this. And the next thing I know, and the thing is all together. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. So I, I now I'm, 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 I've lost time. Okay, so I grab this. I go on outside. I'm going to the Merkabah where all the magical, magical ceremonial stuff happens. I'm all by myself. Well, that's not true <laughs> because when I walked out there, it's dark. Um, and normally if I was going to do something like this, I'd have some kind of candles, fire, something to be able to see with. But no, I gotta, I gotta. Uh, I'm doing it by. I don't even think I had a. A flashlight with me and so I get out there and you know I'm getting all of this download about what to do with this thing and there's a pyramid there it stands about four feet tall and all right put it on the pyramid boom everything is locking in it's locking in everything seems to be energetic and <clears throat> I, I go okay all right where are we what are we doing I have no, still don't have any idea what what this is all about and all of a sudden I become very very spooked spooked I mean, I've never been spooked in my yard. I've never been spooked in the Merkabah. But I was definitely spooked. The night got darker than it was. Like, all the ambient light was gone. It was like this darkness came in. And um, there was a lot... Oh, <clears throat> I mean, I wasn't even connecting to any kind of guides or archangels the archangels are normally there nothing <clears throat> it was just this emptiness but this dark thing that was all around me and so um i was i was told to uh pick up the what did i have i had the flute i had both the flute and the drum with me but i they had me playing the flute and so i'm playing the flute and you just you know i i don't i don't even know what i just play the flute that's all i do i just channel flute music <laughs> so i'm playing the flute and I'm hitting <clears throat> notes and tempos that I've never done before. <clears throat> Definitely was, was being, you know, an inspired kind of presentation. So I'm going through this, and all of a sudden, everything exploded. <laughs> the, the, the three pieces went all different directions. The spear went another direction. Uh, you know, it was like, whoa, I mean, it, it, and, and I don't know that there was a sound involved in it, but the energy was such, so it was like, you know, I heard an explosion was my reaction, but I don't think I heard it. I think it was just this energy explosion. And I hear this voice come in and it says, never again. And I'm going like, never again. And I realized that the spear of destiny was now in the hands of Gaia. And it would never be wielded by human beings again. That's what never again meant? I think so, yeah. That's the messaging I got. Wow. So I know what you were saying when you said the light was gone. I, I had an experience like that, but it was terrifying at the time. And so I know what you're saying about that. I can just imagine 
Oh, you must have been scared. I wasn't scared. I, you know, it was it was just an awareness. It was like oh. I, I was I didn't feel fear or terror. It was like whoa, what is this about? Wow. You know, and um, I I just. You know, I trust my guides. I trust Gaia. I know I'm not ever being put into a position that, you know, would endanger me. I just don't feel that, you know. So, but it was like, but what's it all about, you know? And it was like, no, they're going to take this particular pawn off the table. And um, ah. so that's and that's what I'm saying is that Jean didn't know a thing about the spirit destiny. And well, I, I didn't did, either until lately. You you were talking about it. Well, I, and, I and, and and the thing of it is, is that um, I didn't know I had it. Why would I think that? I wouldn't even think that. But you well, know, yeah. it's like, oh, okay. So that's why he thought it was fake. Because I, when he walks in this in this thing, he sees it. He sees the magic. He sees the power. And yet, the next instance, he's you know, what was it? A few minutes, but. You know, he says, it's fake. Well, it was fake now because it's all in him. You know, and then when he died, they took the pieces of this and put it in three rocks that they then managed to get into my house. For Jean to say to me, you got to get the spirit of destiny and do, she doesn't need, she didn't even know what it was. She'd never heard the, the term before. So, you know, some things are just such a wild story that you got to go, well, I wonder if that was true. <laughs> I wonder if that really happened. And yes, I do believe it really happened. And I think that, um, you know, that, that Patton and so many of those people that came to that stark realization that, you know, a lot of it had to do with the concentration camps. They had been getting information that there were concentration camps and what the Germans were doing. But, I mean, Patton himself, when he went to the first concentration camp that, well, when he went to the first concentration camp, it wasn't the last one, but he he went around the building and started puking his guts out. You know, it was that disturbing. Wow. So... The, this this war has been going on for generations and generations of incarnate people. And, you know, there are people that see the resemblance of Pat and, and, and Trump, and I, I totally agree with them. You know, the, the expressions and the faces, you see pictures of them compared, it's, it's pretty damn close. And to me, the energy is the same. You know, and just because... I can say I've got a connection to Patton. doesn't mean that, you know, thousands, millions of people have a connection to Patton. We don't really understand, uh, you know, these... It's almost like the genetics of incarnations, you know what I'm saying? There's, yeah. There's so many I ways. Think. Wow. What well, a be- story. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It, it, it's... Uh, well, I, I wanted to... I wanted to, to well, maybe I will. I'll write a book about it. You know, the whole history of it. Because the history goes on and on. And I mean, it's a li- really... I mean, he's, he, they spent all through the area where Mary Magdalene had, you know, essentially set up camp after they, you know, got to France. They excavated. They were digging up everything. It was it was much worse than Oak Island. <laughs> 
They didn't care to preserve anything then. Like Oak Island has to preserve things because of the Canadian spy. He's not a spy. He's an archaeologist. <laughs> I call him Canadian <clears throat> spy. Uh, <laughs> no, they did not have brooms. Little tiny, you know, paintbrush brooms. Trying to No, they were using, you know, big shovels. I don't know how many... <laughs> You know, I don't think they had the digging stuff that we have now, but no, they were, they were digging all through that area. Fascinating. I mean, it goes into so many different layers of. But that that that's when I, I mean, going through that, and that was back in the seventies. Realizing that, wow, I didn't. I, I don't think anybody knows this. This, you know, it was like, this is this is like, are you kidding me? They're all into occultism? Okay, the story I, I was thinking about... So, the, okay, so... This guy that talked to Trevor Ravenscroft and then Trevor Ravenscroft wrote the book The Spear of Destiny tells Churchill, <clears throat> you know, about the... that Hitler doesn't do anything without consulting this group of psychics. So, Churchill and probably others, they get to talking about it and they get this guy... I'm trying to think of what his... He was captain trying to think of what his name was. But he was an actually <clears throat> a military soldier. And they tap him and say, we're going to make you into a psychic. So this guy begins to make, you know, oh, I think there's going to be martial law the day after Christmas kind of things. And boom, there'd be martial law. The big one was he said that he thought um, one of the German high command was going to be assassinated in Czechoslovakia. And within hours of him saying that, the man was assassinated. And Wolf, it was Captain Wolf. And every, you know, the more he went into it, the 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 more they would feed him. They they were, they they had a, a he was about to be assassinated, so they got Wolf to release this information to coincide. And they kept doing that, feeding him intelligence information. That then he said, "Oh, the spirits tell me," you know, boom. So. We get the Germans, who are now beginning to, because they believe in all of this, they're listening to uh, Wolf, not realizing that he was working for Churchill. And when they did the um, Barbarossa, Barbarossa being the um, attack on, on uh, Russia, when they plan all of Barbarossa out and everything, and they send it to their psychics, the psychics are, are looking at all, you know, the astrological signs, all this other stuff, and they're going, oh, no, 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 don't make it, no, oh, no, no, not a good time. Winter is not a good time to attack Russia. And meanwhile, um, Wolf and the the um, uh, British, you know, intelligence people are saying, we really, because they know, they know they're planning an attack on Russia. If we can get them to move now, you know, in the wintertime, if we can get them, they're going to be bogged down by winter. They're not going to, you know, do this right. They just knew that, you know, yeah, get them to go now. So Wolf goes out and he says, you know, if they were to attack Russia now, they would be, you know, at the at the Kremlin within a matter of months. He says it, you know. So Hitler overrode his own psychic people and attacked Russia. And that's why they lost World War II. Because they lost... So many of the, I mean, the, the the best part of the army was gobbled up in Russia. 
The Russians won World War II, not the Americans. The amount of divisions that the Russians, German divisions, the Russians took out is, I don't even remember, but there's many, many dozens, many, many over what the Americans ever did. Uh, and the British and all that, you know, you know, the victors write the history. But in this case, it was the Russians that beat the Germans. But because Wolf told them to go at the wrong time. <laughs> I mean, I've got books. Do you think Wolf was being fed this information in a way that he thought he was hearing it? Uh, no, no, he, no, no. He worked for the Germ for the uh, British Army. Oh no, this was totally acting. To my, to the best of my knowledge, I, I, to the best of the evidence, um, the the British did not believe in you know what Hitler was trying to do. They just believed that he believed it, and so they were feeding disinformation to him from a source oh. that they kept giving information to to make him sound like, my God, this guy is accurate every time he opens his mouth. Ah. And the Germans believed that that was possible. So, but it would, it, you know, and you'll never hear about this in history books. You know, what won the war? <laughs> a, 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 an actor, Captain Wolf, <laughs> pretending to be a psychic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. But I do believe that the, that Hitler was, um, I mean, uh, Patton and, and, so many of those people that got to Germany and found that the German people had been so victimized. It wasn't like every German. It's like the, the Chinese people are not our enemy. They are not our enemy. The Chinese government yeah. is. Yeah. You know, well, the deep state. The is. deep yes. state. And that's why on his deathbed he said, it's too dark. You know, beyond, yeah. and this is somebody who's seen war and death and all of that stuff. And it was much darker than he could even imagine. I believe that uh, there was no light whatsoever. That's why he said it's so dark. I sincerely believe that the deep state does not have light in it, around it, with it. And uh, if you get in a dark room, I think you can tell real fast who's a deep state and who isn't. But that's just my opinion. They're so evil; they have no no God in them, no God light in them. And how can that be? Do you think they're not humans? I mean. We're talking about the. No, well, some of them are not human. No, I don't. I, I believe some of them are definitely not human. And you believe there's a devil, devil? Oh the yeah. Big D. Yeah. Always have. Yeah. Now you were brought up Christian. <clears throat> yep, I was. In the Church of Christ. See, in the, in, in my bringing up with the Catholic, and, and again, it was, you know, maybe my family, <clears throat> although 
my sis my mother's sister was a nun and my her brother was a priest so i suspect that she probably had a good grasp of you know what the teachings were but i don't remember the devil being prominent in any of the you know teachings that i was getting i believe that would be very true <clears throat> of course now i know that the whole catholic church and the popes and all of that are deep, deeper, deeper state. Yes, <laughs> you know. that's why. I so they probably, <clears throat> yeah, they w- they wouldn't have they wouldn't have pushed the devil, because no. the devil's most uh, greatest secret is that he exists at all. Right. As long as that's why exorcists always try to get the thing that's in the person to name itself, because if you got their name, you got control. Yeah. That's how they were controlling the jinn, you know, because every jinn has a sound associated with the name, the name, the sound, the sound, and that's how they would were able to capture the jinn. But then Walt, <laughs> Walt <laughs> makes an etheric device that any time a, a a sound comes into the to the jinn environment, the opposite sound was automatically projected by this device and when you got opposites coming together there is no sound and that's how he freed the jinn fascinating do you think all of them are freed now yeah yeah what are they doing now well they're working for Gaia they always worked for Gaia I mean when <clears throat> when the devil came into town, the first thing he did was to take out the green man. Because the green man was the energy force to protect the nature spirits. And it got to be a little... Well, then she kept making more and more critters, and finally she's getting human beings and stuff. And it's like, gee, the green man kind of <clears throat> might need somebody to help, you know? We might we might need you know like jinn, you know, etheric huh. beings that are working for the betterment of man, not just the nature spirits, but specifically with men, with human humanity. And so when the bad guys came in, <clears throat> they took out the green man, and they took out the jinn. Just like what you're seeing <laughs> happening today, the Chinese are taking out the. The green man, you know, which is the soul of this republic. You know, all of our laws and regulations that have protected us for all these 260-some-odd years, or maybe it's more than that. Um, it, it, you know, so, so you go after the, the, very, the very things that are supposed to protect the people <clears throat> and nature spirits and Gaia herself. Um but the green man is has been freed, and um, the jinn have been freed, and that's why we've got a fighting chance this time. In my opinion, because you know, I mean, I can I can tell stories that you know about military tactics that this time this time and that time, and to talk about politics and economy and all sorts of hist- all this stuff. But in in the end, it's all a spiritual battle. You know, and I think at this point in time, we're realizing that as 
It's, humanity is realizing it. It's a spiritual battle. It's Even not, some of the politicians <clears throat> are saying, this is a spiritual battle. And it, it, when I first would hear them say it, I was shocked. But it's mostly Republicans that I hear it from, the politicians. And uh, I'm hoping more and more will say it out loud so that more and more people will hear it and and realize, yes, this is a spiritual battle. This is good against evil. There is no freaking doubt. That's what's going on. Well, I, <clears throat> I think the president made that very, very clear when he walked over to the church with the Bible in his hand. He didn't make it very, very clear to some people. Well, I think he made it clear to the other side, the dark side. Oh, yeah. I think he declared spiritual war at that moment. Yes, I completely agree with that. You know, it was sort of like, no, you've taken this too far. And I think he, he, you know, it was a, it was stunning. It was absolutely stunning. And, of course, he's got all these deep staters marching behind him. <laughs> what, are they, what the hell is he doing, you know? And they followed him. They followed him right to the church. And you could see the whole time they were very, very uncomfortable. They did not want to be doing this. But, you know, cowards that they are, they didn't say, Hey, dude, I ain't playing this game and walking away. <clears throat> they followed him right to the church. And he held up the Bible. Uh-huh. You know? And, and you know, that comes down to what we were talking about earlier today. And on Radio 5G on Wednesday that I played, well, it'll play right after this is, is the Shungite show. And then after that will be that one on Radio 5G where Cal Washington is talking about the Bible as being a legal document. We mentioned this on Say What? And that... You know, the opposition really believes that it is a legal document. And if you go after them with the concept of, look, we're not going to go with admiralty law. We're not even going to go with common law. We're going to go with biblical law. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter what you believe. It matters what the opponent believes. And they really believe in this. And so Cal Washington in the InPowerMovement.org, I think it is, what what's happening is that they are going into court <laughs> using biblical law along with commercial law so that they're working within the the admiralty law of the state and common law we don't have common law when you're talking about the federal level of uh, of adjudication it's all admiralty law and they go in there and he goes in there he teaches people how to go in there how to put a brief together that is based on admiralty law but beyond that it's based on biblical law and to the people that really truly believe that this is where they got their rights to rule the world you know um they know that that the game's up once they once the opponent understands you know what the rules of the game are and that seems to be where we're at right now. We're realizing no, this is a spiritual battle, you know. And the Bible has the laws. It's you couldn't make this up. I mean, who the hell would believe me? <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. I got you know tons and tons of proof myself and many many others. 
It is still an unbelievable story. <laughs> it's so it's so out there. It's hard to believe. Yep. People people have been taught just the opposites. <laughs> so of course it's going to be very difficult for them to believe any of it. Uh, and it's going to put them in a state of shock when they realize, holy criminy, it was the truth. <laughs> I, I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. But I'm here to help them if they want help. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, I'm looking at this thing. Oh, I know what happened. Uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I talk to the people. <laughs> go, you gotta talk to the people? No, you talk to the people. Oh, I said a prayer. I asked God if he want, had a message for us that he wanted me to pass on to please send the, uh, Posse and Dave, and let me hear them loud and clear. And uh, I'm getting nothing so far. So uh, I did ask y'all, but I'm not getting anything. I don't have goosebumps, nothing. <coughs> hmm. I did ask. That's one of the first times I've ever heard you ask that they didn't show up. Yeah. That's what I'm wondering about. Whoa, what's happening? This is this. This just feels very strange to me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. But we're running out of time. We actually managed to get through two hours. I hope we had a, you know, that our listeners are happy with what we did. I'm hoping that um, that Walt is doing okay in the family. Oh, me too. Oh, me too. Oh, I'm hearing a big, they're okay. It's happening the way it should, is what I'm hearing about that. Uh, I am hearing that, um, that oh, oh, i got to do it quick. Uh, ten uh, minutes, oh, we got ten minutes. I got goosebumps. Oh, here's Anna. Here's, okay, uh, 2021 is going to be. A year that nobody could ever have predicted or or would ever think would happen uh, on earth it's it's gonna end it's gonna come in like a lion, and we aren't gonna see all the lion activities um, but it's gonna come in like a lion, and it will go out. Not so much like a lamb or a sheep. It will go out. Uh, <laughs> seriously? All right. I'm being told like a camel. I don't get the camel, but that's what they're saying. Uh, camels hold water. Camels go through places people don't normally survive in. And we are going to be surviving like camels. <clears throat> It'll be a good thing and a good way for us to be surviving. We won't just be surviving. We will, we will have learned to enjoy life because 
up to now, we haven't really enjoyed life. Life is meant to be enjoyed, not just survived. We are going to learn how the difference of that is by living it. And, uh, oh, oh, goosebumps. Oh, my gosh. I'm cold all over. Okay. Uh, we're going to have to be holding strong to our beliefs, holding strong so that we can send out stronger and stronger energies to those who need it. And when you send out your energies, say, please send this to those who need it. Don't be specific. Um, be general because that way they can send it to those who are needing whatever the most. Please continue to do that. They are helping us. More than you know are helping us. More more beings, more, more than you ever will realize are helping the world. Not just Americans. This is for the world. And, uh, oh, boy, this is, oh, this is stronger than I've ever felt it before. And they keep showing me light, <clears throat> light coming from the sky. There, there will be light going into the depths of the earth where it never has made it before. Uh, light is going to permeate the stones, the bricks, the the rocks, the seas, the the plants, the, the people, peoples. Light is going to out rain darkness. Darkness is going to wane to just a little bit of nothing, and even then, eventually, it will go out. And this is going to be a happy end of our 2021 year for sure. Uh, it's going to be a struggle to learn all this stuff that, hey, you don't have to fuss and fume and worry. We will learn to be happy. It is destined. Okay. And... They say they that to pass love on to y'all. And oh, they're starting to go away. And was okay. this your normal group or is this somebody else? Oh no, the Ooh I'm getting it again. They're back. This is other beings. This is more be they're beings who listen to us. They're saying they're showing me popcorn and pop. And uh, they're saying, we're the ones who keep listening to you and feeding you. Uh, we're the ones who form the groups that you all laugh about and joke about. We're real, and we wanted to come and give you this message. I see the posse often, the and, and Dave often, the, but these are this is this is a new group of several different places. Mm, they're not all from the same place. But they wanted to gather together 
so they could give this message. <coughs> Are they identifying themselves as like the Galactic Federation or that doesn't resonate? I don't know. I don't get that. don't know. Who are these people? <laughs> they aren't people. They're not people. Well, no, everybody's a people, people, aren't they? No. <laughs> Absolutely not with that answer. <laughs> no, they're not people. <laughs> and I don't... They aren't giving me any more messages. They're happy. I'm happy. <laughs> They're happy. So they want you to remember what they said. Don't just put this on a back burner in your minds. Remember. What are we supposed to remember? Send out the good energies. Believe the good energies are going where they are needed the most. When you send them out, say, please send these this, these energies to where they're needed the most. Remember and do it every time you think of it. And, okay. Oh. Alrighty then. Well, you remember when Ani was telling us on Say What to, you know, take and make, well, first off it was meatballs, but then... Um, I don't, my lights are flickering. I don't know what that's about. Um, a meatball, and somebody said, I don't like meat. And so it became a, a cookie, you know. And she said, you just take this and think of it as, you know, this energy ball and just send it to some place. And if you send one of these to some place every single day, you'll have hit 300 places that's got this energy ball of light and, you know, compassion and, and just awakening, you know, this this wonderful light. And so I was listening to her, and I'm going to myself, I don't know, it's making this dough and doing all that. I said, I'd rather just work with fullerenes. So the next day I have to go out uh, doing some running around. And um, because we got into a discussion about uh, gold versus white, remember that? I yeah. said I, I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna, instead of making these uh, silver uh, fullerenes, I'm going to make them gold fullerenes. And so I'm driving the car, and I, I come to a stop, and I all of a sudden found myself going and spitting out one of these coal fullerenes into the intersection. And then everybody that's driving through the intersection is getting blasted by this gold fullerene energy. And I had so much fun. I've, I've taken it, and every time I go out, I start spitting little fullerene balls. <laughs> and sometimes it's somebody on the side of the street, you know. And one day, somebody really pissed me off, and I'm going like, no, you ain't getting one of them. And then I went, oh, okay, there, maybe you'll be better. <laughs> but, you know, you can, you, can, you can play with this. You can make it fun. You can, you know, it's all in your imagination. Whatever it is, it will tweak your remembrance, you know, and just have fun with it. And we're hey, just of, a minute. Just what? a minute. I got breaking news. Russell, see, v President Trump's going to veto the bill, stimulus bill. He's demanding at least two thousand or more dollars to go to the American people. Okay, we're done. 
Yeah, because he's, they, in that bill, they've got like three million or some millions of dollars going to Pakistan for gender something or other education. Yes. Oh, God. We're at the You're end so of the show, everybody. Right. Everybody, be safe. Love you much. Um, <laughs> missed you, Walt. And, um, Dolly, Merry Christmas, Merry, everybody. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's just make this a, you know, a Merry, Merry Christmas. Feel the joy, feel the love. And we'll see you next time. Be safe. Bye-bye. Teaching, preaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.